Good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? I want to know something. How many of you actually ate something good for Thanksgiving? All right. How many of you got to see your family for Thanksgiving? Amen. Oh, okay. Well, Bob told me I have a responsive reading, but I don't have a book up here. Oh, you're doing it. Okay, good. All right. Well, then, uh, anybody have a birthday this past week? No birthdays? How about anniversaries? Anybody have an anniversary this past week? No? Okay, then. Uh, In our announcements, uh, the only one that I have is uh, we received this letter. Uh, ready, set, lift, launch. Christmas open house, Sunday, December 4th from 3 to 5 p.m. Celebrate. We offer thanks for the provisions and blessings of God and gratitude to our community. Join us for homemade goodies, a live Christmas band, and a tour of the Refuge Home for Children. Uh, 50 South 1st Street, Austin, Indiana. So we'll put this out on the uh, bulletin board if anybody is interested uh, I've, they've done a lot of good things. Uh, they have uh, sometimes, I'm, I'm told, uh, 50 or more kids that they work with at a time. They have a program where it's like uh, Bible school, Sunday school, and they work with kids off the street, kids in the neighborhood. They go round up kids in other places even. So uh, it's a good program from what I understand. And... Uh, I forget the people that's running it. Bob and Wilma knows them. They are singers and uh, well-known, but I can't think of their names because I didn't know them before. But I understand they sing wonderfully. So it ought to be a good time if you're interested. Now it's time for our responsive reading. Brother Bob's going to lead it for us. Uh, a digital copy of this made so we don't have uh, anything on the screen this morning. So let's all turn to number 589 in your hymn book. And we will issue a summons to Thanksgiving. Got it? Number 589. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. O 
All together, we give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. We give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. Just turn to your uh, left side of the page. There come you thankful people come. Let's stand and continue to praise the Lord.
Amen. Brother Mitch, will you lead us in prayer, please? Sure. Our Father in God, we are so blessed. We are so grateful. We have so much to be thankful for in this Thanksgiving season, Lord. But above all, we are thankful for Jesus. Lord, we cannot give you enough thanks and praise. For you and you alone have made it possible for us to have salvation. You and you alone have made it possible for us not to suffer torment and hell and the flames of hell for all of eternity. But rather, even though we cannot earn it and we would never be able to deserve it, you have granted, you have paid the debt, pardoned our sin, and allowed us to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The true meaning of the Thanksgiving season is giving thanks to you. So, Lord, again, we thank you. We praise you. We ask you to be here with us this morning to have your way in every heart and every mind. Use us for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name. Our Father. may be seated. And let's turn to uh, number 591. You heard it last week, should all know it by now.
communion hymn, Were You There When They Crucified My Lord? Number 266. Brother Jim, do you have a meditation for us? Well, the meditation I, I think the Lord picked for me this morning 
How many, how many times do we as individuals respond or react, I mean, to some of the situations in life in, before we actually think about them? You mean that's not natural? That's not natural for individuals, but it should be natural for Christians. Amen. Don't react. Respond. Be careful how you walk. Not as an unwise man, but as wise. Making the most of your time. Do not be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Amen. That came from Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Today, consider, God does not just ask us to react to what happens to us. We're called to respond to it. Amen. To know his will and act in accordance and there's a big difference. Most people react to their circumstances. They fire back out of emotion. They strike out unthinkingly at others due to the fear or anger they feel welling up without considering the consequences. As a result, their reaction Reactions cause deeper problems. This is why God called us to respond to life by being careful how we walk. We are called to be peacemakers, people who infuse situations with the tranquility of the Lord's love and presence. And this means that whenever Anything happens, whether conflict or tragedy, we immediately go to God for, for wisdom. We allow him to shape our view of circumstances rather than our emotions. So today, as situations arise, don't just react. Rather, take a moment to pray. Ask God what to do? What is he teaching you? And who does he want you to minister to? Amen. Actively look for opportunities to glorify him. You know, I had to stop this week after responding to my love for in anger and I, t I told my wife after I apologized to her I said I said I'm going to take this and I'm going to mount this and read it every day because I need I need that help I need the Lord's help that I react, not respond. 
So let us pray. Jesus, I want to respond wisely. Help me to walk in your will in every situation. My hope is in Jesus because he teaches me to be godly. Amen. Let's take a few moments and respond to God's love for us. When Jesus and his disciples gathered in the upper room for the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and blessed it, broke it, gave it to each of them, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. In like manner, the cup, after they had eaten, Jesus gave thanks and passed it to his disciples, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for the remission of sins. As as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. stand for the doxology. still on our feet. Let's turn to number 597. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. We gather
be seated. I'll be Kathy. And then I was looking for the lyrics, I was looking for the music, and then as I was stumbling along, I thought, I can't do it any better than this, so hit the video. Same grace over a Tuesday blue plate special when the man in the next booth said, Don't you watch TV? Don't you know that God's a myth? I hate to see you waste your breath. Cause there ain't no use talking to a ghost that don't exist. The praying man said, Amen. Looked up from his plate and said, You may not talk to God right now, but there's gonna come a day. Cause whether you're a farmer in the field, praying for the rain, or you curse him at the graveside, cause he called a loved one's name, you can thank him, you can blame him. Either way, Whether you believe in him or not Cause in the end Everybody talks to God Man in the booth went quiet Cause he didn't have a comeback So he shrugged it off and paid his tab And shuffled out the door And the praying man he prayed For the man who drove away Hoping he would see the light Before it got too late But how was he to know Touched a non-believer's soul Who got that conversation Two red lights down the road Cause whether you're a farmer in the field Praying for the rain Or you curse him at the graveside Cause he called a loved one's name And you can thank him, you can blame him Either way Whether you believe in him or not Cause in the end Everybody talks to God Everybody talks to God You can thank him, you can blame him Either way you're gonna face him Whether you believe in him or not In the end Everybody talks to God 
Everybody does talk to God. Might as well do it now. Uh, boy, Kathy, I didn't realize you could sing like that. That's Aaron Lewis, by the way. Even sounded like a man. Wow, you did good. In case anybody out there is questioning, we do have a license to show these videos and to play the songs. So please, don't make negative comments. <laughs> uh, well... We are having our Thanksgiving message uh, today, and uh, I've already asked. Everybody had good food, and most people got to visit their families. And uh, I, I have one more question. How many of you were lethargic most of the day after you ate? <laughs> turkey does that for some reason. It makes you sleepy. Of course, everybody doesn't eat turkey. <clears throat> I'm grateful <clears throat> Dee uh, Wagner brought me a plate of food over, a platter, actually, of food, <laughs> and it was very good. Troy Ponder invited me to come over and eat with them. He saw me riding on the scooter, taking a little bit for a rider, and I guess he felt sorry for me. So before I got home, he texted me. He says, hey, if you don't have anything, come on over. You can fill up a plate. <laughs> uh, I had a whole chicken in the fryer, and I said, Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So the the name of the, the of the sermon is actually "Thanks be to God," not "Tanks be to God." I apologize for that. That was my fault, or actually, I would say it's my computer's fault because I corrected uh, before I sent the name. I corrected it, but for some reason, it it didn't uh, register. Didn't pick it up, but. You know, uh, I think my computer has a speech impediment. <laughs> oh, man. Now you're getting right down there getting nosy. <laughs> All right. So we're going to look at Romans chapter 7, verses 24 through chapter 8, verse 4. I'm going to read that, and then we will get right into the message. Beginning at... Uh, Chapter 7, verse 24, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And 
So he condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you for respecting God's Word. Now, Paul describes his own frustrating experience as a believer who wanted to obey God, but couldn't because the temptations of his flesh were too powerful to resist. And then he suddenly explodes with thanksgiving. Immediately after crying out, wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? He joyfully shouts, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is able to give such heartfelt thanks because he's not living in defeat anymore. Amen? He's no longer a victim. He is now a victor in Christ. He's not being, uh, he's, he's not being dragged around by appetites, emotions, and old ways of thinking that still reside in his flesh. Even though those forces continue to pull at him and tempt him, he's found the keys to freedom. And he tells us what they are so we can also be free. Regardless of how challenging this past year may have been as believers in Jesus Christ, each of us has so much to be thankful for for this Thanksgiving The amazing gifts Paul describes here are ours as well. And because we possess these gifts, we know for certain the year ahead will be full of God's mercy and power so we can walk in increasing freedom from our old ways. We're forgiven full of the Holy Spirit and freed from sin. And when we lay hold of these truths, real lasting change takes place. We can thank God not only for his faithfulness during this past year, but also because the year ahead will be even better. So we'll look just a little bit at this frustrated believer. By dying with Christ, my spirit is set free from the old Adamic rebellion that once enslaved me. Yet even after sin released its grip on my spirit, I find the old appetites, emotions, and patterns of thoughts can still control me. As a believer, my spirit wants to obey, but my flesh does not. And it is too powerful for my spirit to control without help. So, until I find that help, I remain a prisoner in my rebellious body. In frustration, I cry out, who will set me free from the compulsions of my flesh? So let's look at defining law. Many people struggle to understand what Paul means by the word law. In this passage, some say it means power, others, a habitual pattern of doing something. But those miss the real root of his meaning. For Paul, law means rightful governing authority. 
For him, the right to rule is based in a spiritual transaction such as a covenant or fortified control. Apparently, when sin occurs, there is a transfer of authority. Something deeper than just physical addiction takes place. By sinning, I become the slave of a spirit which has the right to dominate me. It's as if an unholy spiritual covenant is made. In effect, I am sold into bondage to sin. That's what Romans 7.14 says. This is true of my body as well as my spirit. With this in mind, let's look at how Paul uses the word law. The law, law of God or law of Moses, has true power over Jews to bless or curse them because they swore a solemn solemn covenant with God in Exodus 24. The law of sin or the law of sin in the members of my body refers to that rebellious spirit from Adam To which the human race has been submitted. Because we've sinned it has a moral right to control us. The law of death means death also has a moral right to hold us in its grip. By the term my mind in Romans 7.25. Paul is speaking of his spirit which now, in submission to God, has the rightful authority to rule over his body. And by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Paul is talking about the rightful authority of the Holy Spirit, who dwells in me because I have been joined to the resurrected Christ. The same life that is in Christ is now in me and you. The one who raised him from the dead is living inside of me and will lead me as my authority if I allow him to. He will not drive me like a slave. I must constantly choose to obey him out of love. Why does Paul thank God? Hmm. He thanks God because the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ have set us free from these three bondages. First, in Romans 8.1, condemnation. The blood of Jesus keeps on atoning for my sins even when I fail while trapped in the condition he described earlier in Romans 7. Though I am still sinning, I am forgiven and the Holy Spirit does not leave me. To the born again heart, grace is not an excuse to keep on sinning. It is a lifeline to keep on trying. It prevents frustration and accumulated shame from extinguishing our faith. It keeps me in the process of being transformed. It buys me time to learn how to live free from sin. Romans 8, 2, the slavery of my spirit to sin and death. There is a new rightful governing authority in my life. Sin and death lost their control over me because by faith I joined Jesus in his death. I have also been joined to him in his resurrection. What is his name? Uh, And since 
the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead, that life is in me too. What is his is mine, I'm sorry. And since the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead, that life is in us also. The same Holy Spirit that fills him fills us. Joined to him in death by uh, our spirit is set free from Adam's rebellious spirit and joined to his life, I have constant access to the wisdom and strength of the Holy Spirit. Now I can make good decisions and bring my flesh into obedience to God. Romans 8.3, the slavery of my flesh to sin. Though sin will remain in my flesh until the resurrection, its mortal, uh, moral right to be there and control me is gone. Jesus died for the sin in my body as well as the sin in my spirit. The Father sent him to become a man with flesh like ours so that when he died, he would rescue our bodies as well as our spirits. The sin that's there will not disappear until the resurrection. So it continues to tempt us. But because of the cross, it has no moral right to rule us. Now our spirit is the rightful governing authority over our body. And God can help us bring it onto submission. Now, I want to say couple of things here. This message uh, was written by another pastor another time, and it's a very good message. However, I've learned a few things that I think he's missed. (laughs) It is possible, uh, from what I've learned, that uh, the rights, moral rights, that we may have given to some evil authority through sin before we became a Christian, unless we specifically deal with that sin, can remain in our bodies and still have control. Why? Because we didn't confess that sin. We didn't ask God to cleanse that part of our sin. I know that I myself struggled for many, many years, even as a Christian, fighting off an addiction of porn that I had when I was younger. And until I learned how to cancel that contract that I had made with that demon, it would not leave me alone. I had to cry out to God. I had to give it to God. I had to ask him to rid that demon of my life. You know, people talk about he's fighting his demons, she's fighting her demons. Well, sometimes that's more true than people realize. (laughs) Uh, Evil is at work in the world. And if we're not careful, through sin, we open a door and let evil work through us. That's what Jim was talking about this morning. Instead of reacting in the flesh and letting demons cause us to react and speak in bitterness and hatred and get even, uh, you know, Because there's a lot of people I've talked to in my lifetime who say, no, I don't get mad, I get even. (laughs) Wow, look out. You just opened a doorway. You just invited a demon to use you to hurt somebody. 
I know that a lot of people look at me like I have a third eyeball when I talk about these things. And yet, the church has failed to teach about evil spirits and their control for years and years and years and years. And I know many people that I have met who are demonized. There's several people in this community. (laughs) Drug addicts are demonized, folks. That's why they're drug addicts. They're demonized. Alcoholics are demonized. That's why they're alcoholics. Many of them are trying to drown out the influence of the evil in their life with the drugs and the alcohol. But it just, it's, it's a continuing cycle. So I suggest that we should all be thankful that we are not trapped in one of those vicious cycles. God has been so good to us that we have been able to overcome and to avoid these kinds of situations. Not because he's better to us than to them, but because we've been better to him. (laughs) We've been more obedient. We've not allowed sin to creep in. And when it did, we have confessed it and stopped it, nipped it in the bud before it took a hold. And that, folks, is the way that we remain in our walk with the Spirit and with Christ. Is we don't allow sin to camp out in our hearts. When we recognize it, boom, confess it right then. Ask God to forgive you, to cancel any contracts that was made, to close any doors that were opened in our hearts before Folks, I've met some people that are so bitter. So bitter. Why? Somebody did something to them, you know, 100 years ago, and they've never got over it. Have you ever met somebody like that? You talk to them 10, 15 minutes, and before long, they're telling you all about how hateful this person was or is. I even had a person one time telling me how awful a person was, and I said, well, why don't you go talk to them? Because they're in the grave. It's like, and you still hold this bitterness. Wow. It's not hurting them. It never did. It's hurting you. Of course, they didn't want to hear that. But that's the way it works, folks. When we get mad and hold a grudge against somebody, it don't hurt them. They don't care. (laughs) It only hurts us and our relationship to the Lord. So here's some practical Thanksgiving reminders. It started with the pilgrims and Native Americans. It's a national holiday, not a family holiday. Invite people to join you. It's a Sabbath we observe to give thanks and pray. It's almost a civic duty to eat turkey and pumpkin pie. (laughs) So this Thanksgiving, even if we're gone... Uh, We've gone through tough trials the past year. Paul has given us three wonderful reasons to give thanks. We can all join him and say, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Each of us has received gifts so precious, there really aren't words enough to say thank you. As we bow before him this Thanksgiving, let's thank him that He's freed us from all condemnation. 
so we can be certain of his love and presence with us in the year ahead. When we struggle with our flesh and fail, we will run to him, not away from him. Confident, we'll find his grace. Our spirit is no longer enslaved to the terrible rebellion against God. The independence, pride, and selfishness that once ruled our hearts should be gone. This means we're free to discover the good plans he has for us. And when at last my body dies, I know the essential me will never stop for a moment. I'll just step from this life into the next. My flesh can no longer hold my spirit captive. Jesus Christ redeemed my body as well as my spirit. And because I am joined to him, the spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in me too and gives me the power to subdue the flesh and live a life that's blessed by God. So let's say it once more together. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's say it again. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. God is so good. All the time. You know, I stop to think sometimes about how much my life has changed. And most of you would never have had anything to do with the old mess. And I wouldn't have had anything to do with you. Probably would have mocked you, called you names, stupid people, Christians, (laughs) all kinds of things. That's the kind of person that I was at one time. Even though I was raised in a Christian home, went to church, I followed down the path of rebellion far too long, and it took way too much from me. I can't get it back. I wish I could. But it's gone. But thanks be to God, I can move forward. He has changed me. I used to despise people, anybody, everybody. I didn't like you. I didn't care who you were. I had a few that I considered friends, but for the most part, I just didn't want anything to do with anybody. I didn't like people. And you know, somehow that doesn't work out good for a minister. God had to change me. And there's still some people I don't like. <laughs> you know, there was, a, uh, there was a pastor at the big church in Lexington, Kentucky, Wayne Smith. And uh, I heard him speaking one time at a uh, revival. And uh, he always had some crack to make, some wise crack. He, he was very humorous, but he was talking about forgiveness was his message, the theme of his message. And he said, well, you know, as Christians, we're not supposed to judge people. We're not supposed to hold grudges against people. We're not supposed to think bad thoughts. We're supposed to forgive them like Christ forgave, forgave us. And then he said, 
But the moment it's okay, I got a list. (laughs) So, (laughs) if you have a need this morning, just come as we sing. Thank you for joining us this morning on, uh, on the airwaves. And God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Him this morning, if I can find it. He is what? Three sixty nine. Okay. And there's a little green ticket. Pass me not, Jesus. I come. Amen. Out of my bondage, sorrow, and night, Jesus, I come. Let's stand and sing.
You may be seated. Rich, do you have anything else to uh, lay on us this morning? Uh, just Bible study in 95. Right. And that's... Sounds good. And if Lynn's back there, we need you to help ring the bell, but not today for practice. Okay. <laughs> he is our bell ringer. He's tall enough to reach the cord back there. <laughs> okay, we do have a couple of prayer requests. Uh, Bobby, I got enough battery power left to do that. Okay, well, here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'll just use that one. All right, let's stand together, please. Oh, well, I know it's late, but happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I believe everybody had a good time and enjoyed it, and uh, I know some of you probably still are enjoying it. <laughs> Those leftovers make good salad, don't they? <laughs> All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for being with us today, as always, Lord. We are so grateful. Everything, everything, literally, everything good comes from you. We need to recognize you more often and give you thanks and praise more. And then we would have less to complain about because we would be too busy giving thanks. So Lord, help us to focus more on being thankful and grateful. And to love you and to love one another. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Stay dry. We'll